0: Hello, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, Nisha. Today we're talking about how to read more with uh, dyslexia.
1: Yeah, I can't believe we got to podcast 81 and I haven't recorded this. What happened was I was in a shop recently and two employees were making their bucket list. (laughs) It takes me. (laughs) And I started making suggestions for their bucket list. And one of the things was about reading more books. And I said how many books I'd read this year, which was nearly 50 at that stage. I've read 54 now. Mm. And they kind of looked at me and said, oh, you must be a brilliant reader. And I said, well, no, I've got really severe dyslexia. And actually, I'm, I'm not very good at reading. And I find it very hard. And I still couldn't stand up and read out loud for you. Because I do read a lot, I'm able to read better because it's not a natural skill for me. So it's, it's something that I practice and by repetition, mm-hmm. I can do it better. I talk a lot about sort of seesaw learning in the mm-hmm. past. So if you stop doing things in June, you kind of start at rock bottom again in September. Mm-hmm. So reading and writing is the same for me, which is why I do it every day. And I also noticed a few years ago that when I went over to reading um, on the Kindle app and the iBooks app, that though I could read faster, I then found it even harder to read a menu in a restaurant. And so it did actually have a knock-on effect because it's a different type of reading. I'll talk a bit about the settings and the advantages of Kindle in a second. Mm. So, so actually there's nothing to, to, get a, to escape from reading
0: a real book. Mm. It has a big impact on me. And for somebody with uh, dyslexia, even a child, is it difficult to read a, a, a printed
1: book yeah it's very difficult and it's it's about learning the strategies so the first thing um, that I realized a long time ago um, a lot of people with dyslexia their minds tend to race and we tend to want to do things very quickly Mm -hmm. so we get really teed off if we've been on the same book for months we get bored so one of my strategies around this was that I read anything up to seven books at once which sounds crazy to people but there're seven different types of books and they'll be at different levels so if I'm really tired in the evening I might end up reading a teen fiction book mm. or a really simple poetry book or reading something on my kindle or something that I've read before mm. um so there's always a whole series of books going on. And it means then that the doorstop book, which is what people admitted in, in the shop to me, that they have like you know the book on their bedside table that they've been struggling with for six months. And it's a book they really want to read, but they've been reading it for so long and it's so difficult to read. So I might manage to read a handful of Man Booker Prize books a year, um, mm-hmm. but they're very difficult reads for me. So mm-hmm. there'll always be one book. That's, you know, in my Goodreads account for months on end that I've been reading and I haven't got to the end of. But I'll have the other books to balance it. Mm. Um, the other kind of quirk when you're younger is you, you tend to miss out on what your peers are doing. So by the time I started reading, I didn't feel like going back and reading all the books I'd missed. Mm. Um, now I've probably gone back and maybe done some of the classics, Um, that I missed along the way. Audiobooks are great for getting kids interested in reading because you can get them to listen to the level of books that their peers are reading so that they can have an interest and talk about it and feel that they're fitting in with everybody else. And you can maybe get them interested in the genre or the interest that they have and that that interest whether you know like if it's dinosaurs all the names are completely unpronounceable so you'd never be able to get into reading a dinosaur book Mm. easily Mm. but if you listen to the audio and you've heard all the names well then you can go back to an encyclopedia type book and know what the different
0: dinosaurs are yeah yeah. and so it's that kind of trade-off that kind of balance Mm. And is it really challenging for for especially kids with dyslexia, like would the goal be for say parents of children be to get those children into adulthood having a strategy uh, and techniques that they use to keep up their reading like you do with the seven books for example? Yeah, but but also just
1: actually like books. and like reading it. Like every every kid I meet who has dyslexia all hate books. And we all went through a stage of being what I call book phobic. Like I completely hated books when I was younger, which is a really bizarre thing now, given how much I read, how many books are in my home and how much I love bookshops. Mm -hmm. So it's quite strange to have a fetish for stationery in books, given how I felt about them when I was certainly up to at least the age of 14 or 15. And in fact, I probably didn't really get into books until I was in my early 20s, Mm. really properly, Mm. that I developed the strategies that I'm talking Mm. about. Mm.
0: And would some some parents kind of think that they should give children easier books to read or or books that would be probably... um, not as advanced as they should be for
1: yeah that tends to happen and that that tends to really put people off so would that create boredom in kids like it her? creates boredom and, and just animosity to the whole thing yeah. like why am i reading something that's so babyish like that's the first mm. thing that everybody does in school to them yeah. oh um you know and um, you're not able for that we'll go down the stage yeah. Yeah. Um, my own first teacher who actually sort of tried to get me into reading when i changed schools he sort of said oh those books are boring try this one instead so he had a different strategy mm. he didn't tell me that it was a level lower yeah, um, but most of the time people are very aware of that. Yeah, that's too hard, and oh, you're not on that level, and you haven't yeah. got that
0: reading scale. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, and we're not drinking um, bottles of beer here. <laughs> that's my <laughs> phone messaging sound. Um, so, do you think, um, like, what's what's the importance of reading? For me, it's it's been interesting because I used to read about
1: thirty books a year, um, but. Two years ago, I set myself a target to read 50 books a year. Mm. Um, And I have to say that it's made a massive difference to my mindset and my inspiration. Mm. I think it made me broaden the sort of books I was reading, Mm. for a start. I started reading a lot of biographies um, and autobiographies. Um, I started to balance out. There was a whole spectrum of books um, that I was looking to read. So I suppose this year, like, for instance... I've read, I've read some plays, I've read quite a bit of poetry, and um, read quite a few hefty biographies. Um, probably one of the most inspiring books I read this year, and I've waited a long time for it, was an autobiography of Pina Bush, the dance choreographer. So I've kind of gone from, and I'm currently on um, Tesla's life story. Mm. which would have been, which is hugely scientific based and there's a lot of physics and it. it's very kind of, it's quite, it's quite a heavy read mm. for anybody who hasn't done science and physics mm. which I have. So it's, it's, it's really made me broaden my spectrum and it's made me realise just how many interests I have I've kind of gone from everything from art to theatre mm. to back over to science and mm. a lot of people in between and a lot mm. of writers and a lot of books on writing mm. I read last year as well. Mm. So it's made me realize just how many interests I have and how many things different parts of me there's to tap
0: into to take inspiration. Mm. So I do I do feel in a completely different mindset having done it. I would imagine that people are not great at, especially if they find reading hard, not great at finding books that suit them or develop developing that kind of uh, love um, of reading. Mm-hmm. That they like your your strategy of having seven books on the go. To me, is a good strategy because you're dipping into different books. You're not kind of going back to the same one and going, "Oh, oh yeah, I hate this." And mm-hmm. um, I, I suppose what I try to do for
1: particularly there's a sort of a gap when people get to about fifteen. And it's interesting, some people who have been reading since they were very young and and are very good at reading, they get to this gap about thirteen actually. You can see they're two years ahead of it. Mm. And they suddenly can't find a book to read Mm. because they've read all the series that kind of interest them and then they run out of a book and they find it difficult to make that next quantum jump to adult literature. Um, and nobody's kind of pointing them in the right mm. direction. And nobody's kind of asked them, well, who do you admire and who are your heroes and who are your sports heroes? So they're not reading the books on, on them and they're not reading non-fiction books. A lot of people forget to get children interested in non nonfiction mm. um, and particularly like in the solar system and dinosaurs and areas yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big gap where people can suddenly read a lot and then completely stop. Mm.
0: It's quite common. And do um, okay, so, so that can kind of um, ignite or or develop uh, a love of reading. Yeah, totally. Like it, it depends on what you're what you're pointing in the direction of. What if you're an adult and you've never had an interest in books or that has never been developed?
1: Well, there must be How something. Th-
0: there must be something that you're interested in. There must,
1: even if. There's a a program that you've watched on television that sparked your interest. Mm. Like, Mm. maybe you've watched all the natural history programs by David Attenborough. There's a book to accompany all the series. Mm. Um, Mm. Like, the Blue Planet book, in particular, is fantastic, which I have. Um, Maybe there's a writer that you really admire. Maybe there's an actor or an actress. And, like, there's an amazing biography on um, Maggie Smith, which I haven't read yet. Um, you know, so there, there's always something there for you to be drawn to. Like, one of the books I read last year was on the Comedian... Oh, it's gone. She was in Calling Midwives. It's gone. doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I never um, watched it. Ma- Marina Hart. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, um, her, her... Her. It was a sort of odd biography of her teenage years, and it's absolutely hilarious. It's quite a fluffy read, mm. but it's, it's very funny. Mm. So...
0: S- so there's something for everybody always. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be serious. Yeah, it's just to get you into the. And what's the benefits of that once you do get into reading? Um, well, it's supposed to add 10 years to your life. Oh,
1: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> straight <laughs> off. Uh, readers are supposed to live 10 years longer than everybody else. It's certainly a great form of relaxation. It certainly makes you think in a different way. It's massive for creativity. People who don't watch television and read books are in more money. That was one of the reasons why I started reading 50 books a year, because all the, all the successful entrepreneurs out there read 50 books a year. Okay. And that, that is not just monetary success, yes, people who course. come up with ideas. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so that was where that was where I got that idea. And in terms of how you read a book, the, the method you use, like um, a physical book or audio book or... Um, Kindle. Yeah, Kindle,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do all three. Um, funnily enough, I said I'm listening to Tesla. I was just listening on the way over because I always listen to audiobooks when I'm driving. Mm. Um, except if I'm not in the mood, and I listen to music. But for for me, train journeys and driving are fantastic use of time. To mm. listen to audio, I probably managed to listen to about forty hours of audio while travelling a month. Mm-hmm. So it, it clocks up. That. That's, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It's really good. It yeah. does. It does clock up. Now, and that's without me listening to Harry Potter at time when I can't sleep.
0: Mm.
1: Um. But Tesla. Um. You know, there was a kind of a standoff in creating the light bulb between himself and Edison, yeah. and Edison was quite snotty about Tesla's light bulb. He said the light out of it was absolutely horrible, basically, <laughs> which I have to fully agree. And obviously, Tesla didn't like his filament light bulb because it heated up and it was a waste yeah. of energy. So. For me, if you have dyslexia, it's very important to use a filament light bulb and a really low wattage light bulb. Okay. Um, Because it's a much nicer light to read from and you'll read for far longer. So get your lighting right. Um, If you get your lighting right, you don't have to rely so much on overlays and coloured strips and things like that to stop the page dancing around. Mm -hmm. Um, I use Kindle to read books that I'm either too impatient to wait to buy them because I can never seem to go into a bookshop and actually buy the book I want to read, and um, it's very rare. Um, so sometimes things cross my path and I really have to read them then. And the other reason I do it is because it's much easier for me to read it and absorb the information and mm. read faster. Mm. Um, I read physical books slower in order to absorb the information as well Mm. and the reason for that is because the settings you can use and I prefer the Kindle app on the iPad of those to the iBooks app Mm. and they kind of messed up some of the settings in the iBook um, a a while ago so the Kindle allows you to um, change it to black it has an open dyslexic font which is really easy to read it um, allows you to do two columns which means that the, the length of the sentence is much shorter, which means that you don't jump lines okay, as much because yeah. you, you are not trying to travel your eyes to yeah. the whole length of the line. I also bring the margins in, which makes the lines even shorter. And it's also quite important to make the spacing between the lines as wide as possible. So again, you've got that definition. And suddenly with all of those things, with the black, the two columns, the margins extended, and the proper font, you'll find it a much easier read. So if you are struggling to get into reading books, I always recommend that people start by reading on Kindle and then progress to books. And there is certain publishers, like it's very hard to pick up a book by Penguin and be able to read it Mm. because their font is lousy. So one of the things... Again, about Kindle, it'll, it allows you to try samples of books and read books. Mm. I got fed up years ago of buying books and thinking that I'd be able to read them and not being able to get past the first chapter. Um, and now if I look at a book in a bookshop and I realise that the font or the style and the size of the lettering and the, and the whole style and the type of paper that's used in the book, if it's unreadable for me, I use Kindle to read it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so some publishers really haven't caught on that they actually need to care about this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what would your advice be to, to people who are wanting to read more but can't read, find they can't get into it? or?
1: Um, stop trying to just read one book. Read multiple books. Work your way up. You don't have to read seven. Mm. Um, start using a combination of audio to get you interested, to see what you're missing out on. Um, if you're really struggling to pick up a physical book, Try using something like the Kindle app on an iPad. and um, You'll find it much easier. And then start to take note of the sort of styles of the book and also the lighting in your environment where you're trying to read. Mm.
0: Okay. Because all those things make huge differences. Okay. Anything else to add? No, I
1: don't think so.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks million, Nisha. Talk to you next time. Oh,
1: thank you.